What week is it? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Tribune Prep Football Podcast. My name is Colton Bartholomew, reporter here at the Tribune, with Zach James, one of our other reporters, and with our assistant sports editor and prep sports editor, Todd Sommerfeld. We are here to break down week 13 of the prep football season. We have two teams left. One in the state semifinals in Bangor for the D7 WIA state semis, and Caledonia over in Minnesota in the state quarterfinals. We are going to break down both of these games here, uh, both playing opponents that are, have really good, had really good seasons, and in Bangor's case, one that they're very familiar with, having seen them uh, during this this big run of theirs um, at state championships. So, guys, let's just jump right into it uh, with Bangor here. D7 state semifinal down in Middleton, 7 o'clock on Friday. Um, for whatever reason, Blackhawk got one less game. They had to cancel again. Had to, had to cancel again. All right. So they're 11-0 coming in. Bangor's 11-1. Um, both have really kind of cruised through their, their playoff games so far. Um, we, knew, we know D7's got you know the kind of top-heavy. Those those teams are all there in here in the Final Four. But uh, both teams have really had some big lopsided games in the playoffs. But now... I mean, highly unlikely it's going to be that way come Friday with Team uh, Bangor Blackhawk. I'm 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 trying to figure out over under on game time for this one. Maybe like an hour and fifteen minutes or hour right. and twenty minutes. Yeah, if you're gonna uh, make that drive down there, you're gonna be in the car longer than you watch the game. <laughs> yeah, considering we have to have a halftime, uh, it's just gonna be run, run, run here uh, with, with teams trying to find the right spot to pass in. Uh, I think it's two very similar teams, two teams with really good defenses, and two teams that will, like I said, run the ball, and they've run it very effectively all season. Um, I think with uh, Bangor, you're seeing things get better. Uh, turnovers being cut down. They're, they're not putting the ball on the ground as much as they were. They, they had some issues at center for a couple of weeks, <clears throat> but I think that's kind of gotten better. I think they're confident. Uh, I, I also see no reason that Blackhawk would come in without confidence with right. the way it's played. Uh, and, and they have, you know, going, Blackhawk has going for it the, the you know, revenge on the loss from last year. Right, Bangor uh, knocked them out in the uh, say championship, championship game. game yes, uh, and it was a pretty one-sided game. Yep. Uh, Blackhawk played well early and Bangor pulled away. Well, I should take that back. Bangor scored early and then Blackhawk kind of got everything together hung with them for a while, and then Bangor pulled away. I think Bangor would love to have the same kind of start that they had against Blackhawk last year. Uh, they, they scored on their first possession, and then I think they scored another one shortly thereafter. Uh, the game will be on turf. I don't know if that gives either team an advantage. I, I, I've, I think it makes both teams better. Right. I was going to say, I think it's just <laughs> nice because you don't want – crappy grass or turning into winter now in this last week where it's starting to get yeah. colder to affect a game like this where it's so similar styles. It's, especially yeah. with it supposed to snow overnight too. And exactly. that, that'll, that would affect it on a grass yeah. surface too. But I know, I mean, having not seen Blackhawk play this year, uh, I know the turf will make Bangor better. The, they're a quick team. Uh, but I think Blackhawk might, might uh, benefit from that as well. So that's kind of a wash there. I just, I think it's going to be, it, the we all, any coach will tell you scoring first is always important. This game, I think it's more so uh, with the offenses. The offenses aren't built to come from behind. Uh, <clears throat> if another team scores, you better come back out and score yourself. <laughs> right. If you fall behind by two, it's going to be tough. Uh, they do have playmaking defenses, but you can't rely on that at this point. You know, the thing that sticks out to me just kind of looking at both of their teams, like they're just – 
more physical than almost every team they play throughout the seasons. They've just been uh, the more physical team winning on the line. Now it's like, all right, who's actually going to do it when you've got kind of the, the same type of team against you? Who can yeah. win against another really, really physical team up front? And you guys can read uh, Todd's story on Grant Mankey, uh, the left tackle for Bangor. And if you remember from basketball season last year, they're a post player who had a tremendous state championship tournament. Um, so it's going to be kind of an interesting matchup where you've got two teams that are so similar, so physical. Who's going to be able to you know, have that edge? And you mentioned the playmaking defenses. If somebody can intercept a pass on the occasional pass that is going to get thrown or <laughs> force, force a fumble at the line, something like that, that's I feel like going to be one of those – uh, key game flippers because this game is so even. Yeah, I think fumbles are going to be a big thing. Whoever can keep control of that ball and and make negative plays. Uh, both of neither of these offenses are designed uh, to do a whole lot on second and ten, second and twelve, <laughs> uh, you know, or third and ten or twelve. Uh, if you can get that one, just knock them off stride and get that one defensive play, you can kill an entire drive just by making one big play. So uh, they're both going to be aiming to do that. I think one big thing um, for either team here is field position and special teams. Yep. With both teams being both running teams, where are you going to start the ball and how far do you have to go? I think that's going to be huge too. Yes, I think so. One, and one thing I'll say this, uh, going along with the special teams thing, is, is Bangor has a good kicker in Wyatt Wolf, and they can send him out there and with confidence that he can make these extra points too, and that's – that's kind of a big deal when you get to this point as well. You don't have the pressure of having to go for two, and, and Bangor can certainly do that. Um, but they, they can also send him out there to kick. My, my question is going to be, we've seen Bangor in the regular season kind of seem to be a different guy every other night, you know, doing some big things offensively. But here in the playoffs, it's been a lot of Carter Horseman yes. doing a, a lot of good things for him. What was it five touchdowns last week? Six. Six, excuse me. All Don't want to short you. All Don't want to short you. But so, so, I mean, six touchdowns. Obviously, you know, Bang, or Blackhawks going to be focused on him. Yeah. You know, he's going to be the, the big key. So maybe how uh, Coach Kravik and the, the offensive staff over there at Bangor kind of uses him as a decoy because you know the other team's going to be <laughs> looking at him so much. You know, maybe it's not just giving the ball all the time. It's the fakes to him become more effective because of his reputation and what he's been doing. And, and along going along with what you said at the beginning of that statement, at halftime of the game last week, I saw uh, Rick Mullenberg on the sideline, and I said, when's the last time you had someone with six touchdowns? And he goes, who has six? <laughs> he didn't, he's like, I didn't even know. He, didn't, he wasn't aware. He's like, I just call the plays. <laughs> and even after the last touchdown, which was Wyatt Wolf, uh, scored the seventh touchdown, after it was done, he came over. He said, "Who scored that one?" Because <laughs> he doesn't even keep track. Um, you, you know, on the on the flip side, one I agree, it's going to be a lot of horsemen, uh, just because that it's that time of year. Mm-hmm. You go with your guy, uh, and Blackhawk has kind of been doing that all season. They do have a guy uh, close to 500 yards, but Colby Argall has been their man. 1,800 yards, 25 touchdowns. Uh, also has a touchdown catch. One of their rare completions, it uh, looks like. And uh, he played a little bit in the game. He had seven carries in the championship game last year. Horseman, of course, went crazy in that game. Yeah. Uh, had a monster game. So they're going to be well aware of him. And Blackhawk knows what they're getting ready for in Horseman. He had 144 yards and three touchdowns. And played really well defensively, too. too. That- he played really well defensively, too. I can't remember um, all the specifics of that. But he had a monster game there going there as a sophomore. So Blackhawk knows what they're up against with him. Uh, if you're Bangor, you're starting to look at, at some different guys to get ready for. There's a, a new quarterback uh, and a new top running back. So 
they're watching film. They know who these guys are now, but it, just a, a little different uh, look. They should know who these guys are. They've <laughs> yes. had a lot of history together in the. Oh, just State last Tournament. year. Yeah, just last year. I mean, just last year in the championship game. So it's not like this is something that goes back to the 50s, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, when you look at this, you know, you can really call it a five-year run now with Bangor. They've, they've established their identity of just having this, such a strong defense. And I think yeah. they, they've proved it this year that they can lean on them when the offense isn't clicking. But if they can get the offense clicking and just continue to play the defense that they are, I mean, that that's the, the making of a championship team, the yeah. way that they play defense. Yes, and playing up to their capability. They, mm-hmm. They've showed that they can score tons of points. They can, Their offense can be as good as it's been in recent years. Uh, they just haven't quite had the consistency. And, right. and maybe they've turned a corner uh, after beating Highland. Highland's a good team from the same conference. Um, and, I, you know, I think... I don't they know played that, some close games against Blackhawk, I, remember yeah, you saying last week. And I don't, know that, I don't know that people thought Bangor was going to destroy Highland. Like I, yeah, I didn't. I thought that was like I, 50-50. I thought that yeah, was, uh, yeah, you know, maybe a couple of touchdowns or something like that. Uh, <clears throat> can give Bangor some a, a little home field advantage and, and, you know, maybe that can get over a hump. But... It, it wasn't even a game. I mean, Highland scored the first touchdown on a fumble, returned it, and then here comes Bangor. Touchdown, <laughs> touchdown, 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 touchdown. You know, so I, I don't see that happening. I see this as a, a low-scoring game. I certainly don't think we're going to have a shootout here by any means. Definitely. All right, so let's move over to Minnesota. We got the Class AA uh, quarterfinals. We have Caledonia versus a ridiculously named school. Change the name. I know it's a bunch of communities all together, but here, if you want to read figure it, it out. If you want to read yeah, it. It's, right what there. is it? New Richmond. Yeah, New Richland, Heartland, Ellendale, Geneva. That's far too many. Make up a new name. There's a lot of those in Iowa, too, so yeah. I, can, I can empathize with that. Yeah, make a new one. If you're going to combine four high schools or four just, cities, just make a new name. We'll just call them New Richland for, yeah. this, for purposes Yeah, here. for the purposes here. But uh, so Caledonia, we talk about Bangor's run. Caledonia's run goes even further. We're basically in year 11 or 12 of Caledonia being yeah. a state championship contender. Their winning streak goes back to the 30s. <laughs> in the 30s. Yeah. So um, Caledonia on a 51-game winning streak coming into this game. Um, they're the same type of weight. This team just seems to kind of figure it out, even as the players change. Uh, this season, you can read Zach's story on lacrosse.com or in the paper uh, about Tate Miners, a guy that's got a baseball scholarship to uh, the Division II, uh, yeah, Augustana, the Division II uh, reigning national champions. But he's still playing football here in his senior year, uh, about to uh, play in a state quarterfinal again. It uh, doesn't matter, it seems, for Caledonia how much the guys change. That the system's there, they are so efficient in it. They come out in that eye pretty much every play, and they'll just take you to school on all the things they can do from it, running, passing. You, know, you see a team come out now, you figure the run, you know, more than, more than likely running, but they've proven over and over that they are just as effective uh, passing the ball out of there. They've had teams better than others, of course, but, you know, the – you have to go back quite a ways to find a team that struggled in Caledonia. Right. Uh, as we said, back before the Carl Klug years, and they were starting to get better, you know, when he was younger too. Uh, they kind of built and, and had their first real breakthrough team with him in what would be 04 or something like that, somewhere in the early 2000s. And they haven't missed a beat since. Uh, every year is state, every year is bleached blonde mohawks <laughs> uh that's it, the caledonia tradition and like you said they they've had a lot of changeover some years some years they're they're playing young team out there some year they have you say young seniors out there um but one one thing you always get at caledonia is playing experience during the regular season really no matter your age 
you may not get a ton, but the games are blowouts. <laughs> and you, you're a freshman or a sophomore, you're going to be able to get out there and see what it's like on the field. You're not going to play extensively, but you're going to get playing time. And when you are called on to go out there and start or go out there and play significant minutes, you know what you're in for. Um, so they always have that going for them, and that kind of helps on those years where they have a lot of turnover. And this is one of them. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, that's kind of what I was getting at. The so kind of a whole new look for the, this offense. And Nick McCabe, who got in a lot last year, but there were other guys in front of him, and there were all these types of things. But then Owen King graduating, and now you got Noah King as the quarterback. Uh, just doesn't seem to change. I think the big thing for Noah uh, King, he's thrown a little bit more or a few more interceptions this season than maybe his brother did last year, but he's definitely a guy that's not afraid to go for the big play like whenever he sees it. He trusts his wide receivers, and that's the thing that I think sets him over the top. They can rely on a run game <coughs> if they need to or run out a game, but they're always kind of looking for that kill shot, that big play to just kind of, hey, here are, we're going to put all of our points up early, and if you can come back on the defense, we'll keep the scoring too. And that's that not necessarily a bad thing that Noah has thrown those interceptions because that tells me that he likes to take chances, and you want to see a young quarterback do that. And he's an upperclassman, I get that, but he's still young in the position yeah, and in the experience. Car, right? Yeah, yeah. And so maybe it, it not, doesn't really bother me that he had those interceptions maybe more than Owen did. But uh, Noah has definitely taken control of the Caledonia offense, and I would say the entire team. And I think the team does um, orbit around his leadership just like they did with Owen. He's, he's still a king, and there are going to be expectations. Sure. <laughs> you know, coming in after Owen, uh, would they love to have Owen for 10 years? <laughs> People would love to watch that. Now they can enjoy watching him play basketball at uh, uh, South Dakota State. Um, Three assists tonight, by the way. Yep. And not a whole lot of minutes. Not a lot of minutes. But but anyways, uh, yeah, and the thing to look at for Noah King, too, is the interceptions have been cut down drastically in the second half of the season. There were a lot more in in the first half of the season. I think uh, maybe you go like the the first four or five weeks, he probably had at least one every week. Mm -hmm. That hasn't been the case recently. And he threw for... Uh, 240. I don't know if it was the last game of the game before, um, and to be able to do that to and still have guys like McCabe and Beardmore to run the ball and Noah himself to run the ball. Right. Uh, I, I thought that was a good kind of a good breakout game for him there because uh, I think he had no picks that game and 240 yards, which is nice, and ran the ball well. I think he scored a couple of touchdowns too that night. So he's playing well when it counts and. That's something you can always rely on with this Caledonia team. They don't go into the postseason and lay an egg. Right. The, the last time they lost, I was at that game, and they lost to a better team. They they got shut out that day. They couldn't get some things going. The team they played played a really good game and deserved to win that game. Uh, and you know, so they're not going out there and, and like I said, not not playing up to potential and and leaving scratching their heads saying what happened to us today. Sure. That hasn't happened to them in years. And you mentioned Noah doing a good job running, but Eli King, his younger brother, who what's he now, a freshman? Yeah. Yeah, he's a freshman. He got two touchdowns yeah, last week in a playoff game as a receiver. He he's like 6'2", 6'3", a, a tough guy to cover for any defensive back. So, I mean, Caledonia's in good hands for a long time. But, I mean, looking at just this game here, uh, I can't imagine a scenario where you, you mentioned it, Todd, right there. Just They never lay an egg. They play their game, and, yeah, if they get beat, they get beat. But they're not going to – beat themselves, and I, I can't see them not getting back to U.S. Bank uh, here on Saturday. The funny thing is, too, this is actually a team I've never heard of before. <laughs> Usually when you get to this point, they're playing a team that I only know of because 
They Cali played Caledonia before. Them. Yeah. You know, uh, some of the schools in different parts of the states, the, the smaller schools, uh, this doesn't, and, and this does, Caledonia doesn't play in a power conference. No. Every season there will be a team that a lot of people might think has a chance to beat them. Their schedule is set. It's not like they can go out and hunt down great non-conference games to play. Right. So they're in a conference where they don't get challenged very much. This time of the year comes, they're still always up to the challenge of what's coming. Some of these other schools, and, and I don't know if New Richland is one of them, uh, not necessarily from power conference either. Now they're getting into to playing games that you know might be over their heads, and they're not ready for it. Caledonia is ready for that kind of thing. So sure. I, I think uh, you certainly can't discount Caledonia go out and losing a game. I just don't know that this would be it because I just think they'll be ready for it. And one thing that Coach Carl Fructi didn't really talk about, and I kind of wanted him to, but I understand why he didn't. New Richland's coach is a first-year coach. And so maybe that program doesn't have the experience, the the feet under them to play in a game like this or play against a team like a Caledonian. Maybe Caledonia takes full advantage of that, which I think they do, but uh, maybe that's something Caledonia does take advantage of tomorrow night early and taking advantage of a team that's not as experienced. And, and very experienced and very successful coaches have been housed by Caledonia before. Right. <laughs> so uh, sometimes the, the experience doesn't necessarily help you. It, what you got out there on the field and, and this team's coming in with a good record. But like I said, we'll, we'll I, I just have a hard time thinking Caledonia will not come out and, and play its A game you know, in this thing with a trip to U.S. Bank on the line. Absolutely. All right, well, you can follow Todd. He'll be at the Bangor game down in Middleton at Summerfell LAX on Twitter. And then either myself, Zach, or Caledonia Athletics Twitter will have updates from that game as well. Uh, we'll be tracking that as best we can. Um, Zach is Zachary W. James on Twitter, and I am at Seabart Dizzle. Um, yeah, we'll get to that some other time. Maybe after the, maybe we do the, the state championship recap pod, we'll explain that. Yeah. I've wanted to know that, too. Oh, I'll tell you. Mine has a much more simple reason. Sometimes. Yeah, it happens to be where you live and where you work. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. And your last name. All right, so uh, follow us there. Make sure you're looking at lacrossetribune.com. We've got video from Caledonia and Bangor this week. Our YouTube channel, you can find all of our videos. Neatly. YouTube channel, yes. Yes, neatly uh, organized with organized sports. Organized yes, lacrosse sports, its own category there. You can look at everything we've done recently. We even have some basketball up. Oh, there you go. Yeah, getting ready for basketball. Games start next week for the girls. Yes. Crazy. So, um, fun times, but we will be back uh, Friday night, Saturday, maybe even Saturday. We'll end up seeing. It might be Saturday. We'll see. Yeah. Possibly Friday night, if not Saturday. Yeah. We'll see how the game goes with, with recap pods, and uh, we'll see how everything shakes out. But uh, potentially the last one. Or no, we'll have one more at least. But uh, one more podcast at least coming up, um, yeah. and then we will be back with that. But like I said, lacrosse YouTube channel. Make sure you're watching all that stuff, and uh, we'll be back Friday night. <laughs>